Hey, so before this episode starts, I wanted to let you know that I'm running a free webinar training on how I reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers each year and generate partnership revenue through authentic brand partnerships. It may be that you're feeling really cash strapped at the moment. Maybe you're over relying on Facebook and Instagram advertising, or it could just be that your marketing strategies are no longer cutting through or working like they used to. Either way, it's absolutely time to use brand partnerships. There's never been a more necessary time to integrate this tactic into your marketing strategy because partnerships can drive both reach and revenue for your business, which is really exciting. I'm only going to do two free sessions on this. The first one's on Tuesday, the 2nd of August, and the second one is on Wednesday, the 3rd of August. One's at lunchtime, one is early morning. Um, And to register, you can do that for free via the URL, bit.ly slash reach 100k or bit.ly slash reach 100k. I look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to This Is How We Do It. We chat with brilliant marketers to delve behind the scenes of creative marketing collaborations and brand partnerships. I'm your host, Jess Rufus, and I'm the founder of Collabosaurus. And together with Microsoft Store Sydney, we are exploring how collaboration marketing can build a business and we're chatting to the pros about how they do it. Hey, hey, welcome back to This Is How We Do It. Today's podcast episode is with the amazing Jessica Travers, who is the consumer marketing manager for Mac Cosmetics Australia. This interview was actually recorded as part of one of our live podcast recording events in Sydney. So mind a little bit of background noise, but the conversation is absolutely incredible. I'm thrilled to talk to Jess because Mac as a brand has a really rich history when it comes to brand collaboration. In fact, I think they've released just over 150 partnership lines since the brand's inception, which is absolutely crazy. And Jess herself leads a team of digital and content experts to inspire and engage consumers with the Mac brand in the Australian marketplace, which involves plenty of collaborations when it comes to local activations, uh, experiences or gift with purchase collaborations and partnerships, for example, all of which we're going to chat through today. And Jess specializes in digital first marketing strategies that are underpinned by thoughtful, authentic storytelling and impactful creative that align with Mac's core brand values. So really excited to share this conversation with you. I hope you enjoy it too. Make sure that if you haven't already, please leave us a review in the podcast app. We would love to hear your thoughts and it helps more people find us. Really appreciate it. All right, let's get into this interview. Okay, so tell us about your role at Mac. I, can't, I think you did a great job. Actually. Oh, I nailed it. Okay, explaining it. So well written. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been at Mac for around ooh, four years now, um, and my role has continued to evolve with me. So when I started, I came into the brand in a digital marketing role, um, and since then, I've kind of picked up different things along the way with me. So now myself and my team, I'm very lucky to have them, some of them here today. <laughs> um, we look after all of the advertising, the public relations, the influencer partnerships, Um, content, social media, everything in that remit. So I like to say all the fun stuff. Um, And we work across so many different types of partnerships every single day. I was just saying to Jess before, I didn't even remember all of our partnerships. And as you were speaking before, they just started popping up in my mind. (laughs) Do you have a favourite that springs to mind? 
Yeah, um, it's so tough. <laughs> it's so tough to pick a favourite. Um, recently, we partnered with Messina, so that was a really fun I activation. I saw that. It looked fabulous. Yeah. Not only because we got to taste test the ice cream. <laughs> um, Carolyn said it. she'd never seen someone so passionate about ice cream before. <laughs> um, but it was so important to us to really get those flavours right. Um, so that was a really fun collaboration to work on. And I think collaborations that we get to spearhead here in Australia are the ones that... I find the most enjoyable and fulfilling um, because we get to be a part of that process from beginning to end. Be a bit more hands-on. Yeah, exactly. And what was the Messina collaboration for everyone who hasn't seen it? Yeah, well, jump on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a follow. But essentially what we did was we partnered with Messina um, to create five ice cream um, flavours that were representative of our top-selling lipstick shades. So we know that Australian consumers love our lipsticks. Um, so we wanted to create a fresh angle, create a new reason to talk about them um, and uh, create some new storytelling around them. So that was the premise of the activation. It was really all about consumer engagement, um, storytelling, and yeah, just giving us a new and a fresh way to speak to them and to engage with our consumer. Amazing. And I mean, a very quirky partnership, which I love. <laughs> why, why do you think it was so effective? Do you think um, it was the storytelling element? Messina is such a culturally relevant brand at the moment, especially in Australia. Um, and so, you know, Mac is always a little bit edgy. We're always doing something a little bit different. And so it was a really nice alignment that seemed really natural for us as a brand. Mm -hmm. And why is collaboration marketing such a strong part of Mac's mm -hmm. marketing strategy, do you think? Releasing so many partnership lines and then doing local activations as well. Why is it so important? it's just so inherent to the brand it's max been collaborating with celebrities influencers fashion brands musicians under brands of all different types um since its inception so it's very inherent to the brand but ultimately you know we're a brand that's um, deeply rooted in culture and trend and fashion and one of the ways that we can continue to speak to that heritage is to partner with brands in an ongoing capacity. We really just want to continue to drive brand relevancy and desirability in market across the globe and then in each of our own markets. Um, so that's why you need that mix of global collaboration and local collaboration. Absolutely. I love that. So you're at the helm of a lot of Max collaborations in Australia. Um, where do opportunities come from for you at the moment? Yeah, collaborations, they honestly come from everywhere. It's, they, they flow in. They're on email, they're on phone calls, they're on LinkedIn all of the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're always flowing in and likewise we're approaching people as well all of the time. Um, so, yeah, we receive so many different types of requests. Oh, and Instagram. We get approached yes. a lot on Instagram, actually. Totally. Yeah. We actually have, if anyone is interested in collaborating with Mac at the moment, <laughs> um, their pitch portal's live on Collabazora. So you can go to the homepage and pitch to collaborate with Mac straight away through there. Um, so when it comes to pitching, I would yeah. love to talk about that because um, I'm, I'm sure you're on both sides, you know, proactively mm -hmm. and reactively. What stands out to you as being winning about a pitch? Mm. I think in terms of the delivery of the pitch, maybe we start there. My preference is always email. I feel like we're all super busy. Um, and when you approach someone with a cold phone call, you're not always um, going to get their undivided attention. <laughs> and they might not be in the right um, headspace to be able to receive that pitch and really digest it in the way that you want them to. Um, so I would suggest always email. 
I prefer not LinkedIn because I'm not super active on LinkedIn. So sometimes I see that we've been approached and we were approached a few weeks prior or a month prior and then we've kind of missed out on that opportunity. So if you can, email. Um, and I know loads of people call up our reception and ask for our emails that way. So if you don't have someone's email and you want to approach them, there are different ways you can go about trying to get that person's email. For sure. Um, I think and also just finding the right decision maker is a real problem for a lot of brands who want to collaborate, particularly with larger brands. And it's kind of like, well, who is in charge? of collaborations um so i love that and i mean shameless shameless plug here with collabosaurus <laughs> that actually solves that <laughs> for you. um and streamlines everything Jump into on one collabosaurus. do that instead um but it ends up in your email inbox anyway yeah. um but in like a ranked way so yeah in terms Amazing. of delivery mm-hmm. email is definitely best yeah. in terms of a good pitch and we spoke about this a little bit earlier but definitely someone who's done their research they have a really sound understanding of who our brand is, what we stand for, a a decent understanding of who our audience is and what our current objectives are. And you can Mm -hmm. get a good gauge from that if you're engaging with a brand. Um, And just a really clean email, a clean pitch. You've done your homework, you're proposing your idea, and then just, I guess, a top line understanding of how you see that coming to life, and then that will open up the conversation. Make it hard for the other person to say no, probably won't be a no. (laughs) I think the personalization aspect is so important. I can't tell you how many emails I receive that are clearly copy and pasted, generic, (laughs) like haven't they haven't done their research around whether it be the podcast or the brand or whatever it may be. So absolutely personalizing is so important. And it's creepily, we were talking about this earlier, like it's kind of stalkery creepy how easy it is to find amazing you know relevant personalized information about people and brands <laughs> because we all have social media now That's <laughs> so very true. you can find really interesting details you know yeah. like the collaboration with messina so if someone reached out and they yeah. said i saw the collaboration with messina and that looked amazing yeah. that is so much more personalized than just saying hi let's collaborate yes. kind of thing <laughs> okay amazing so um when you're pitching out to mm-hmm. brands that you really want to work with what do you um absolutely ensure that you include aside from maybe the personalized (laughs) element yeah i guess follow the same principles um try and find the right person to approach be really clear in what your objective is why you think it's a good alignment um audience is key you need to understand who their audience is and it might be that you have slightly different audiences but you're wanting to tap into a different audience which is why you're engaging with them um and then a brief outline of how you see it coming to life um, and then what next steps look like. Mm-hmm. Like you'd like to set up a call to discuss it or you want to sure. come in and chat to them about it further. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, leaning on the dating analogy again, I think something that really stands out to me here is that when it's a, almost a cold reach out or you haven't met yeah. that person before, you're really keeping in mind what's in it for them and yeah. kind of you're showcasing that you're personalising that to them, which is very much just like, you know, don't try and marry them on the first date. Try and get the first date. You know, woo them into that into that yeah. date. I think um, like a good example actually yeah. is um, we recently did a, quite a small collaboration, but a collaboration um, with Mimco. Um, and so David Jones had reached out to us, who's one of our retailers and one of Mimco's retailers, and had said to us that we both share a really similar. Um, consumer and perhaps we could consider partnering um, so when we reached out to Mimco we shared that information with them and so we said we understand that we both share this consumer and there's a really nice opportunity here for the both of us and then mm-hmm. outlined what that um, mm-hmm. joint opportunity was amazing and what ended up happening with that collaboration <laughs> so that collaboration I feel like that happened in 
under a few months. I feel like maybe two to three months, which is a really quick turnaround. Um, so Mimco decided they were going to do a Mac GWP. Um, so we were able, again, to look at that customer data to see what type of products um, the Mimco consumer was interested in, and we decided to go with lipstick, again, a very popular product at MAC. Nailed it. Um, and we created a co-branded box. Um, so Mimco consumers who spend a certain amount in store were able to receive this co-branded MAC um, Mimco GWP. And then together with them, we worked on some retail um, activational pop-ups where there were makeup touch-ups and other activities going on. And that was incredibly popular. Um, um, they sold out of the whole GWP across the weekend. I love that. It's not just a product collab, it's the incorporating the experiential side exactly. and the social and media Exactly, the co-branding side. all through their visual merchandising in store and then um, we had joint mentions across all of their like digital touch points, so like their emails, their social media, online and likewise on our channels. And there's so many opportunities within one collaboration, I think, to leverage that and get many different touch points and results and engagements um, yeah. yeah, across a campaign. Pardon the interruption. I'm popping in with a quick word from our partners at Microsoft Store. As you know, we hosted these podcast chats as part of our launch event at Microsoft Store Sydney, and it was fantastic. What a lot of people don't know is that they actually host a ton of free events and workshops for small businesses and their employees. From free tech support services to small business consultations or workshops and personal training courses, they've got it all. So if you wanted to book in for a free consult in Microsoft Store, check the link in our show notes. In your view, is collaboration marketing as a strategy mm. so impactful? It's a tough question. <laughs> it's a I big think, question. Yeah, I think it's a really about, like I was saying before, we really want to drive ongoing desirability and relevance in market. Um, and we at Mac have a really strong brand, but there's only so much you can be as a brand. So you do need to tap into the cloud of different brands when you're looking to um grow essentially mm-hmm. as a growth strategy yeah. yeah by partnering up with another brand you're essentially doubling your reach yeah, exactly. <laughs> across yeah. multiple platforms um, and do you have any advice for business owners or marketers maybe sitting a little bit on the fence with collaboration marketing why not <laughs> give it a go yeah I feel like there's no harm in a, most of our collaborations there's no exchange of money it really is just a product exchange a time exchange an audience exchange um, so start there, start small and just mm-hmm. build. And there's there. so many yeah. currencies other than cash, yeah. so many currencies other than cash. And it's a really great way for you to tap into whole new audiences of people and yeah, new yeah. verticals as well, which is awesome. So what's the biggest result you've had off the back of a collaboration? If we're going to be talking marketing <laughs> strategy, yeah. in your view, what's the biggest result you've had? So one phenomenal result we had was with a collaboration um, with a musician called Selena. So she's a North American musician and Mac consumers actually petitioned the brand for a long time for us to have a collaboration with Selena. And when we I love that your audience basically. Yeah, they actually asked us for it, which was and I believe this is the first time Mac's actually done this, um, created the collection off the back of that petition. um, and it just sold out globally instantly. Amazing. It was the most insane result. (laughs) So good. A sellout. I love that as a result. (laughs) <laughs> um, and do you have a collaborator you'd really like to work with but with Ooh, Mac and why that you haven't one. yet? Yeah, I gave this one a little bit of thought and there were two brands that really stood out to me and this is my, me personally. Um, 
So Nike was one of them. Um, I recently read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, so who founded good. Nike. I'm seeing a few nods in the audience. Um, some like-minded minds. <laughs> and I thought it was the most incredible story. And I feel like with some of these big brands, you often don't realise that they start out just like everyone else here in the room. Um, and Nike's story was so similar to that of Max in that he designed the runner for the runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was essentially just designing that shoe for the runner in the same way that um, Frank and Frank, who founded Mac, were designing makeup for their friends who worked in theatre and yeah. then eventually on the runway fashion industries. And he, when he created the product, he hired fellow runners to come and work in the brand and then he sold directly to runners at running meets. <laughs> it's yeah. a really similar startup to the um, Mac brand in that they hired makeup artists. Still today, our stores are full of makeup artists um, and we sell first and foremost to makeup artists and secondly to consumers. Um, and then beyond that, I just think Nike is such a powerful brand. They're so impactful and so bold with their advertising. I think they would be an incredible partner. Mm, um, for sure. And then my second one was Bumble. Um, sorry for your Tinder analogy. <laughs> it's okay. It's, <laughs> we're very different over companies. To Bumble. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've been really impressed by what I've been seeing by Bumble recently. Um, again, I think they're super progressive and we have a lot of shared values as a brand. And yeah, they're actually a brand we have been speaking to. So Ooh. watch this space. You I was just about to say Bumble Nike if you're listening, yeah. but you're already nailing it. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so from brand values, from a brand values perspective, because I think this is so important when it comes to collaborations and making sure that values are aligned, mm-hmm. what are non-negotiables for MAC Cosmetics? Um, MAC is the ultimate brand um, of inclusivity. You know, that is just an unparalleled value we would never negotiate on. So Max Credo is all ages, all races. It was all sexes. It was recently updated to all genders. Um, We are inclusive of all and we really celebrate diversity. So any brand we partner with absolutely needs to share those values. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Awesome. And then when it comes to sort of marketing in your career, I'd love Mm -hmm. to touch on if there's any one or any brand that you kind of go to for inspiration? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if there's any one brand I go to for inspiration. I feel like I consume maybe an unhealthy amount of media. Same. <laughs> um, so, you know, I listen to a load of podcasts. I read magazines. If I'm in a coffee shop, I still pick up the newspaper and give it a read. I uh, can't help myself. I started out in PR and you had to read the newspaper every single day. <laughs> so I still pick them up. Um, I read the news online, I read Vogue online, I read everything basically. Um, So I feel like just continuously um, consuming media is what inspires you and makes you creative. Yeah. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation recently about um, competitors and all that kind of Mm. stuff and how you navigate that. I think you can draw so much inspiration from completely different industry verticals. Oh, of course. I think... um, we often fall into the trap of looking with inside our own industries, but yeah. there's so much we can learn just like by looking outside of our little bubble. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and then my final question for you is when it comes to brand collaborations, do you see any trends happening for 2020? I know Diana touched on sustainability being a really mm. big one, which I'm definitely seeing. Yeah, I think sustainability is definitely a massive trend. Um 
for MAC, we have been practicing sustainable practices since the very inception of the brand. Since 1994, we've had paper bags. Um, we have our Back to MAC program, which many of you might be familiar with, where if you return six empty products, you receive a free lipstick. Um, so that is so inherent to the brand and something we actually want to start talking about a little more. Um, mm -hmm. Because what I often find is sometimes you do these things, but if you don't talk about them, nobody knows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely something we want to talk about a little bit more. And so you might you might see some collaborations in that space or you might see us activating a little bit more around it. Um, but also tech, I think, and we spoke about tech a little bit earlier, like tech and sustainability would be the two major trends. Mm. And I think mm. they kind of go hand in hand because yep. you can do so many things with tech that... Mm -hmm are so much more sustainable. <laughs> yeah, and like, um, I think like AR will yes. be a massive trend of the future. Um, so looking at what our activations look like and what in-store experience looks like will be really interesting Absolutely. as we step into the future. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Jess. That was fabulous. Thank you, everyone.